Welcome to Views from Stadium Boulevard. I'm Harley Johnson. And I'm Hannah Hershey. And we're back for another week of your favorite Michigan sports podcast. And this week... Guys, it's our first podcast of the decade. So much has changed since we last podcasted. It's a new year and a new decade and kind of a new us. I guess so. Because we have AirPods now. Aw. Like, <laughs> sorry if you can't recognize us anymore. We now are both proud owners of AirPods. And like now you might have to like talk a little louder for us to like hear you yeah we have our airpods in i'm so excited that we haven't podcasted in so long i feel kind of awkward we're also like really crammed into a closet right now so it's not really getting like my groove back oh yeah we're in a recording studio right now (laughs) but i guess we'll hop right into it because michigan played minnesota the other day and we have a lot to say about it i guess we do but like other than the fact that it was like a road game it was winnable but we lost it's just been kind of the narrative, honestly, amongst, like, Big Ten play, especially on the road, and just, we look a lot more like the team we were expecting to have, like, after John Beeline left, and just, like, all the coaching changes that happened, and just kind of not really having any recruits coming in, we, this is kind of more like what we were expecting in terms of this like season how it would play out I think we all just got like too hot not too hot too fast as terms of a team but in terms of fans yeah I think that is perfect like right on the nose thank you after the (laughs) Bahamas tournament we just seemed like all in already like hot Michigan basketball was going to be the end all be all and now I think we're just kind of like getting like reckoned with honestly um with I think we're still doing all right in terms of, like, we could be at the bottom of the Big Ten at Ohio State. (laughs) But, you know, there are definitely things that um, we can improve upon, and and I'm sure we'll talk about it here. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it literally is, like, the vibes of the Bahamas had really gotten to all of our heads. And Mm -hmm. then, because we looked so good in the Bahamas, and I was so excited. Wait, were we in the Bahamas? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Battle for Atlantis. No, we were... <laughs> Remember, never let you go, Justin Bieber. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm in the Bahamas. I think this closet is suffocating my brain. I was like, wait, were we in Maui? But we were in Maui last year. The, like, never recording mind. Recording studio. Yeah, this recording studio is. The vibes are getting to my head. But yeah, so we looked Maybe so good in the Bahamas. Eli Brooks looked so good in the Bahamas. Like everything was just coming together, and then we came back here in in the continental United States. We mm. just don't. We look how we're supposed to look, and it's, like, eh, it's just not fun. Like, I don't want to look like that, but it's to be expected. Like, we're not a bad team. We lost to Minnesota on the road, but, like, that, like, anyone in the Big Ten would lose to another Big Ten team on the road. Mm-hmm. Unless you're, like, playing, like, at Northwestern. That's true. Um, One question that a lot of people <laughs> have is if David... Mm, I cannot speak. David DeJulius Aww. should be starting over Eli Brooks. He's the cutest. David DeJulius? I love David DeJulius. You do. And what are your thoughts on Eli Brooks? Because last year you were <laughs> the most... You were Eli Brooks's biggest critic, I would say. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> You're his biggest motivator. 
I think maybe like a lot of people like I was really impressed with Eli Brooks performance during the battle for Atlantis but like in all honesty I think he's kind of kind of like dormant like I don't really think about him don't really notice him out there um he hasn't really had that like big like impact game that he was having um over Thanksgiving break and it's just I don't know it's not like I've like reverted back to like oh Eli Brooks is like the worst kind of mentality it's just like I forget that he's there and that he's like supposed to be a contributor because I'm like oh wait who is that and then I'm like oh that's Eli Brooks and I'm like what does he do again and I'm like I don't actually know that's a lot nicer than you were last year I don't, is it still nice when I forget that he exists as a person? Okay, but last year you are like, get him off the team. I think that's personal growth on your part. Okay, I think you're right. I still wish he would go away. Oh. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think that he, that David DeJulia should be starting then? I don't know. I like his play off the bench. It's like one of those like Mm -hmm. kind of things. Like, I don't really know how he would be as a starter. It'd be interesting to see if like they would do that kind of thing. But I think like seniority outranks that and like there's things that David can improve on obviously um but I really like how he is off the bench and when he comes in like it's exciting most of the time and um he I'm just getting more comfortable with him like watching him like kind of like take over like Xavier's role obviously like not to like a hundred percent like being like in Xavier Simpson's shoes because we still have Xavier but you're starting to, like, see how it's, like, being, he, how David's being, like, molded to kind of, like, take over and that kind of thing. And, I don't know, it's really cute and adorable, and I love him a lot. So are you saying David DeJulia should eventually start over Xavier Simpson? No, like, once Xavier <laughs> yeah. Simpson leaves, and um, he won't start. <laughs> I agree, because I, I just don't think there's anything that we've seen that should be, like, oh my gosh, Eli, or David DeJulia should be starting, and mm-hmm. obviously what everybody loves to say when they don't have any other points, which is me right now, is that (laughs) we don't know what happens in practice, and practice is what determines who gets those starting positions. Also, like, David DeJulius has had some good runs and had shown Mm -hmm. some flashes of potential, but nothing that it's, like, he should knock Eli Brooks out of his starting position, especially Mm -hmm. because that would be the third year in a row that Eli loses his starting spot. And then there's going to be, like, weird dynamics on the team. Like, I feel like David DeJulius is playing, playing, like, a decent number of minutes and that's all that really matters is the minutes you get not really the title of starting position so knocking Eli from that I don't know if we've seen anything to prove that it'd be worth it I don't think like with this team specifically like Eli would be knocked but if it's been twice already that's already like saying something but it, it's just so confusing to me Eli Brooks is just such a weird enigma like <laughs> everyone 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 talks about how he's like one of the most hard working players like in practice like probably like in every aspect of their like training and you just don't often see it connect like, it reminds me when of like a matters. shy little baby yeah I don't know what like and a few times like during the Purdue game I know it was like a while back but that's like one that I like actually remember um it was like a week ago but <laughs> you could see him like a little like hesitant and kind of like reading like should he take a shot or not? And you're like, dude, just do it. Just chuck it up there. Like, if you're open, hit it. Like, why not? But, like, you can see him, like, his hesitant with, like, that kind of thing. Like, I don't want to take this shot because I don't think I'm going to make it. Like, that kind of, like, thing. It You can see it's, like, very much, like, a mental aspect of him. Because, like, we know that 
the potential that he does have, we've seen it. And, like, I've seen it. Like, it's there. But, like, if it's... It's on him, you know? And... You know why his his confidence is so low? I haven't said anything mean all decade. Okay. <laughs> so, it ain't mean. I think we need to speak positive vibes into Eli Brooks. Like, manifest it. Because he needs the confidence. Did you switch out your nose ring? I did. It looks good. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so welcome. Yeah, Starbucks has a new, like, dress code policy, so I can get this back. Oh, really? Yeah. Aww. That's what happened in Shout out to Starbucks. Yeah. Shout out to Starbucks, I guess. Happy decade. Aww. I had my first Starbucks of the decade yesterday. The first one of the decade? Well, the first one that my mom didn't buy me. Oh, okay. So, like, the one that hand bought for hand. Yes. <laughs> As okay. an independent woman. Whoa. That's awesome. I got a grande. Soy latte? Yes. But it was $5. Usually I only get them if my mom's paying. Yeah. That's so much money. $5. Yeah. You know, in New York, they're like $8. They're like quite an an investment. Yeah. I mean, I'm willing to invest for a (laughs) GSL or a G-U-I-C-W-S. Crack that code. Uh, But yeah, (laughs) back to the code of Eli Brooks. Um, Yeah. Anyway, can we just like meditate on Eli Brooks? Having confidence with his shooting? Um, I guess he has until Iowa, which is what, in two days? Mm-hmm. One day? What's t- it's t- it's tomorrow, but when this goes up, it might be in the present moment or the past. Good luck, Eli. I hope you're back sometime soon. And that's nice of me to say. <laughs> <laughs> what a meditation. <laughs> okay, another question that people in the world me are asking is a lot of this team's offensive output hasn't looked great lately Mm. it's really relied on john teske and xavier simpson and Mm -hmm. occasionally franz well recently franz Mm. how much do you think we're missing isaiah and how much like do you think our offensive output will just shoot up once isaiah livers is back he's out with a groin injury right now we don't know when he'll be back sometime in the next three weeks or so do you think it'll just be like oh isaiah's back we're shooting our offensive output is so much better or like what do you think? I think a lot of people, um, when we see our offensive woes, like, call, like, for, not, like, for Isaiah, but, like, we're, like, well, we don't have Isaiah, so mm-hmm. things will get better. Like, that kind of aspect. And, like, even Jawan has said, like, not, like, blatantly so, but he's, like, oh, like, yes, we do miss Isaiah and, like, what he contributes to the team and, like, all of those kinds of things. But, like, he won't, like, outright say that, obviously. But, like, I think offensively I think maybe everyone else will be more comfortable having him back like they're like he's just like a president he's a captain like that kind of thing well I think he's a captain right he's got it no no it's Xavier and John John then maybe like assistant captain I feel like that's like a junior captain like little baby captain <laughs> like uh like that kind of, like he has like a the leadership role I guess is what I'm like going for I mean obviously like the, like, multiple, like, turnarounds that he's been in. Like, he's, like, second to, like, Xavier Simpson and John Teske in terms of leadership position and, like, just being a major contributor to the team. Like, that's, I guess, what I'm going for. I don't actually know, like, his actual role. But, like, you miss that kind of presence that he has with the mm-hmm. guys out on the court. And, like, maybe he's a motivator in that aspect. Like, when things aren't, like, going the right way, he's, like, there to, like, lift them up and that kind of spirit. Like, out on the floor, he's one of those guys. And I think people feed off of that and I also think like obviously he's our leading scorer I don't that probably changes now that he hasn't had any stats to boost that in the past uh, few weeks but 
I don't know if it'll be, like, an immediate kind of, like, impact, but, like, obviously I like to hope that it is. But mm-hmm. I think, like, if we, like, hype, not, like, hype him up, like, so much, but, like, if he comes back and he doesn't perform the way that we're all expecting him to do when he comes back, that we're going to be, like, really disappointed. Um, but, like, keep in mind, like, it's, it's, like, Franz, like, right out of, like, coming out of the wrist cast. Uh, like, it was, it was rusty, you know? It's not gonna be we're like oh yes we finally got Franz like we can't wait to see like his impact and though we've had Isaiah longer and we know like the kind of play that he does I think we should keep things kind of like bare minimum he'll Uh be rusty I mean he was at like shoot around like after half and like that kind of thing so like you know he's like building his way back into it but obviously like everyone else, we can't deny, like, his impact offensively and defensively, of course, too. Mm-hmm. I think having him out there just as, like, the large persona that he is will help us in terms of our defensive woes. But before we get into that, do you have anything else to say? Oh, thank you, Harley. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm on a, um, like, those news shows where there's the screen and there's the other screen and then it's like, and now back to you and... It goes to the other and screen. And then they, like, pause. Yeah. And they, like, do a weird stare. Okay, can we, can we do that? Like, can you, like, finish your sentence again? I forgot what I said. Just be like, back to you, Hannah. Back to you, Hannah. Thank you, Harley. <laughs> <laughs> um, I pretty much agree with what you said. I think it's kind of... It's weird. So we, this team clearly doesn't have a Duncan Robinson or a Muhammad Ali Abdur Rockman. We don't have like a go-to no. shooter. And Isaiah Livers has sort of been that this year. He's been the leading scorer in the games mm-hmm. that he's played in. And he he's good, but I've never thought of him up until this year as a shooter. So it's kind of it's a weird it's it's just a weird thing that Michigan basketball we lose him and we're like, "Oh, well, once we get Isaiah Livers back, we'll get our shooting back." And I'm like, "I don't know if he I guess compared to the rest of the team, but we need someone else to step up too because that's not what Isaiah Livers is known for." The other thing is that I mean, he's he's good, but it's it's not quite like I don't know. It's not like we're getting like a Duncan Robinson who you just like get the ball to him and he'll just shoot. That's and true. also, the thing with this team is like and I guess maybe this is why we're missing Isaiah Livers, is they're creating things offensively. They're just not, their shots just aren't falling. So it's not like we need him to get in and, like, create opportunities for the team. We just need him to, like, we just need someone to be making the shots. And I guess Isaiah Livers is pretty consistent when it comes to making shots, but that needs to be the whole team. Like, that's something they just need to practice and practice. We can't be relying on Isaiah Livers. Because if our guys have wide open threes and they're just not falling, that's not something we can just be like, oh, well, once Isaiah Livers is back, everyone's threes are going to start falling. Like, that's just not the case. That's not how it works. Unless he can, like, get a little magnet thingy to make it go in. Um, <laughs> I think there's, like, another component to it as well is that it's, like, forcing, like, other guys to be shooters when they're not. And I'm, mm, that's, yeah. like, a big story that's, like, surrounding, like, Xavier is, like, once, like, defenses, like, are able to force Xavier, like, out of, like, his play style um, in terms of just, like, dishing out plays and, like, assists and that kind of thing, like, forcing Xavier Simpson into a shooter um, is a way to crack our offense. <laughs> Unless it's the hook. I guess, yeah, that's kind of hard to defend in itself. But if you do that, like, it's difficult for our team to get anything going offensively. And, like, Mm -hmm. that's not, like, to, like, slate, like, Xavier Simpson as, like, a shooter. But, like, his role is completely different for the team. And, like, when it takes away, like, his actual role for the team, everything else kind of just kind of falls apart, you know? So. 
Also, I think John Beeline was just a lot stricter on, like, what each guy did. Mm. And John Howard's kind of letting them explore different things that they didn't necessarily do under Beeline. So they're all kind of getting the hang of it. But it is, yeah, it's a little disconcerting. Especially, I mean, obviously players are allowed to grow and develop. So, like, Mm -hmm. good for them. But John Teske and Xavier Simpson were never, like, shooters. Like Yeah, like, having John to be, like... Not, like, a go-to, but, like, a shooter from, like, the perimeter. I'm like, it's still hard to watch. Yeah, like, it used to be neither of them would ever shoot. And now it's, like, these guys are our leading scorers. Like, I don't know if I should be, like, wow, that's so great. Look at how much they've developed. Or if I should be, like, oh, we really need to get some (laughs) shooters on this team. But, I mean, they're putting out good numbers, so. You know what? Yeah, good for them. Good for them. (laughs) Taking what they're given and, like, running with it. That's what we call vibing the vibes over at Views from Stadium Boulevard. very accurate. That is vibing the vibe. That's what... Views from from Stadium Boulevard five times fast. I'm good. Okay, Um, that's fine. You don't have to. (laughs) It's like... Don't know what the first part you wanted me to do, so I'm not going to do it. Um, (laughs) Okay. Well, like, one of the, like, main things that um, at least I've been reading and, like, seeing people discuss... um, in the, like, Michigan basketball world is how we're doing against big men around the Big Ten or lack thereof our performance against big men in the Big Ten. Um, they've been big putting man up... And the Big Ten. Yeah, they've been putting up crazy numbers on us, and a lot of people are talking about, like, John's ro- John Teske's role in that, and, um... I don't know. There could be another John. I don't know. <laughs> I guess <laughs> I, I should, think, like, extend no. that out there, because, like, have we played another John's. John? I don't know. Brandon. Well, like, have we played a John, like, opposing a John? An opposing John. I don't John. think we've played an opposing John. But hypothetically, Ooh. if we played an opposing John, I'm referring to our It would be the, John the Battle of the Johns. Whoa. Whoa. Like, Whoa. That kind of sounds like the, like... That's like, cool. No, it sounds like a port of John. Okay, that's gross. Anyway, um... Is there something we should be doing differently off defensively? Um, so that's the million-dollar question. <laughs> um, so Juwan Howard talked about this after the Purdue game. He said that it, like, it was his fault that he refuses to double-team the bigs, and mm. it was, like, stubbornness on his part, and we're like, great, he's living up to his mistakes. But then he continued not mm-hmm. to do that, and John Teske was just like, ah, I can't, I can't defend these guys on my own. And, um... A lot of people are like, John Teske's the worst defender in the Big Ten. I, mm. I literally saw someone say that. And I'm like, yeah. okay, that's definitely not true. John Teske looked, was fantastic on defense last year. Mm-hmm. And maybe he needs to be doing more. Maybe he, like, has room for improvement. And, like, he has is responsible for some of those numbers. But at the same time, like, they just need to figure out a different, like, scheme defensively i'm not i don't know too much about like the x's and o's of basketball but clearly what they're doing isn't working and i think part of juan howard's hesitation is like because he does come from the nba so if they're gonna if they're gonna double team someone that leaves someone open on the perimeter obviously Mm -hmm. and they can shoot and people are a lot more willing just to shoot in the nba so like that there's just like a difference in how big 10 basketball is played versus nba basketball but I do think Michigan would benefit from some different defensive schemes. Probably. But that's, like, what a lot of people have been discussing, too, is, like, while, like, these bigs across the Big Ten are, like, putting up, like, insane numbers against, like, John and against just Michigan, I will extend it out to all of us, um, is that we've 
kind of like hunkered down and like limited opposing teams is perimeter shooting so like it's not like balanced out but like you know like if you focus on one you're giving up the other and like sometimes we get away with the win like Iowa and Purdue but sometimes you don't like well, and, and that's the thing is like that's a really good point that we're neutralizing their shooting on the perimeter because mm-hmm. both Minnesota and Purdue they're big men were the their entire offensive Offense. output mm-hmm. so it's like uh, on one hand, it's like, oh my gosh, how are we letting that one guy score so much? Like, we need John Teske to step up your game. But on the other hand, it's like, no one else is scoring. Like, yeah, so. no one else is making any noise. So, yeah. like, I can see you how it's, like, going, but, like, I don't know if that will be able to, like, carry on into Big Ten play. I mean, obviously, that didn't really matter for, like, Michigan State. Like, Cassius Winston went off. He's not a big. That's true. And, like, even their big had, like, a, a game as well. So, I, I don't know. I don't think it'll work. Hopefully the they the figure season, something so out in the next something like 24 hours moves. or so because we're playing Luca Garza tomorrow, for, who's the big man for Iowa. And he put up, like, 5 million points the last time we played them. So it's like, 44. Which is, like, 5 million. million. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so we have a quick little um, game show. For you. Game show? Yes, and you made it up. Who fared better, the Harley's grades or oh. the University of Michigan men's basketball team? This is specifically talking about the Minnesota game. Okay. So, when we we shot 83% from the line, and my highest grade in Bio 171 was an 80% on my second exam. I still have that exam because I failed the other ones, and I've never been more proud of a grade in my life. Because so, Bio 171 is hard. Do so I, who do you think won? 83% or 80%? Yeah. I think the 80% was harder to achieve. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I think with the curve, like if you curved them based on difficulty, <laughs> the bio exam was hard. I've never taken a STEM class here. I don't think I would survive. <laughs> Actually, I don't know if that's true. I took Have econ. You? Does econ count? Econ is a whole beast too. That's definitely a weeder. But econ is a social science, right? Or is it, does it kind of like stem? 101? I took stats. Does that kind of stem? That kind of sucks. That class sucks. Anywho, <laughs> we're just talking about how it's difficult to be a Michigan Wolverine sometimes. But it's also great to be. But also, such. it's great. Okay, so their three-point um, percentage was 37%, and I got a 30% one time on a physics exam, and I still passed the class, so... 37% from the three does not impress me. <laughs> Passing physics while you got a 30% on the <laughs> exam does, does impress me significantly. So Just one exam. Harley's 2-0. Oh. <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, their field goal percentage. Wait, how much did you get? What did you get on the other exams to pass with a 30? I got a 60 and I got a 90. Ooh, that 90 saved something. you. What was that, like the final? Yeah. Dang, you <laughs> really studied for that fight. Was that recently? Was that last semester? That was in 2016. When I was born? Aw, yeah, sure. <laughs> um, their field goal percentage was 41%. Um, and my average math quiz was around 20. In math 105. Um, I think I'm going to give that one to the Michigan basketball team. What's math 105? Is that Calc 1? Pre-Calc. Oh, pre-calc. Yeah, I'm going to give that one to the basketball (laughs) team, although I'm not impressed with the 41% (laughs) from the field. 
Um, this was a big annoyance for a lot of people, was that Michigan got called for 19 fouls on the game. And I'm pretty sure Minnesota only had, like, eight or something crazy. Um, and like I said, I would only get a 20% on every math quiz that I took in Math 105. So are we the same? No, Michigan basketball's worse for that one because I don't care what you get on your math quizzes (laughs) and Michigan's fouls were driving me crazy. And, like, honestly, like, I'll empathize with you. Like, sorry for your grades in that class, but, like, I really don't care. It doesn't really affect me. Michigan basketball affects me deeply. All right. So they had eight turnovers. I haven't gotten anything that low. So who won? Hmm. I don't think I've ever... Yeah, I'm trying to think of something like that. I, well, what about like an eight out of ten? Uh, but it's not like they got eight out of ten turnovers. No, that's I can't think of like a comp. I there. think for us that's pretty low in terms of turnovers. That's true. But what is something that you would get eight of, and it's not like out of something? It's not like you got eight wrong. You like got eight of something that you shouldn't have gotten. Hmm. Like detention. I never got detention. I never got detention. Did so you ever maybe, get like, sent to can... the office? Does academic probation count? Uh, what'd you get academic probation for? In high school? No, here. Oh. Um, I don't think that's the same thing as getting sent to the office. I think so. Okay. But you didn't get eight academic probation. No, I only got one, so I guess it counts. (laughs) I've been here for more than eight semesters. (laughs) (laughs) I'm on my eighth semester. Right? Yeah. Okay. So I've had one academic probation, and they had... And you don't want to get one of those. What... Yeah. Okay. So okay. potentially you could get eight of those. Yeah. I don't think they would have let you come back if you had multiple what happens, in a row. Like what happens? You just got to get out of academic probation. <laughs> oh, so that's like sort of like. Kind of... I I don't know if I have an analogy for that. <laughs> it's just like you don't want. want so it. like, okay. So I got academic probation, and so the next semester I had to pass, like the majority of my classes, so I could get out of academic probation. So technically. So not technically. So, like, they had eight turnovers in this one game, and their goal for the next one to have less turnovers. So it's, like, that kind of thing. They don't want to have mm, more turnovers. Okay, okay. And I don't want another Understood. academic probation. <laughs> I had to go to the, um, I'm just trying to think of something I had multiple of. I don't think you had anything multiple of because you go to the University of Michigan. Yeah, I don't know. In middle school, I got in trouble because I talked about Justin Bieber too much in class. And at one point, I had to go to the um, the little thing after school where I did my homework. Like, after school something? Like, in the library. Yeah. You did your homework. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Anyway. Anyway. All right. Um, I guess that's pretty low. Yeah. I don't know. It's not bad. It's not great. But you can get out of it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. There you go. Forever that's, go blue. That's... <laughs> Let's move on to superlatives. <laughs> um, our first award is the Tom Brady Award. Um, but maybe it's not, because... Well, no, it is. Okay, well, Juwan Howard said that Xavier Simpson is his Tom Brady, which I love that analogy, because... You love Tom Brady? Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, I love Tom Brady, but also, like, Xavier out on the court is just, like, chill. Well, not chill, but, like, he's, like, calm, and he, like, has his head in the game, and he just, like... But he's, like, tenacious? Yeah, he's, like, tenacious and has his head in the game. And he has, like, really, like, a high basketball IQ. Like, mm. he's, like, out there, like, master planning the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And it's not like he's just, like, insanely athletic or anything. It's just, like... Um, 
I mean, he is, but I feel like it's more like his style of play rather than like pure athleticism. Mm, good point. Which is what I would also say about Tom Brady. That is a good point. So I don't know if that's what Jawan Howard met, meant. I don't think it is. I think he just meant that it was like the go-to guy who you can rely on to like save the game for you. But Or the like goat. Yeah. Even though I don't think Tom Brady is a I goat. Think, I, think I think Xavier Simpson is a goat. I think Austin Davis is the goat. Okay. Did you see that Sports Illustrated's cover had um, Joe Burrow goat. and it was like goat? But like, it's like goat. Like goat. I love I that. I think they like know what we're saying when we say goat. Yeah, it's like go tigers. But it's like go tigers. Thanks, Han. <laughs> so great. Thank you so much. <laughs> Jesus. What's the next superlative? Um, cites his sources award. So we were trying to see if like David DeJulius still eats oatmeal every day. Um, but all we saw was that... Can you clarify what that means for maybe new listeners? Oh, right. So on his Insta story for, like, a very long time last year, he would, like, post, like, his oatmeal, like, every day. Like, dining hall oatmeal. Yeah, with, like, like, various fruits in it. And just, like, some frozen blueberries. Yeah, so, like, he had the oatmeal award for, like, probably the longest active streak in the history of views from Stadium Boulevard. That's true. Except um, for maybe, like, Iggy winning Vibe the Vibes every day. That's so true. Um, but I guess in terms of, like... Longest active streak for the Oatmeal Award. Oh, no one else has gotten yeah, a longer anywhere Oatmeal close. Award. Um, but I, like, read his, like, most recent, like, Insta post, and you, like, cited his source when you, like, quoted somebody. There's, like, a fuzz in your hair. Can you get it? Yeah. Oh. Ah. Uh. Nah. Okay, I don't know. It's not in your hair anymore. Okay. Next. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So this week, the Franz Award goes to Franz. Oh, sorry. This week, the Franz Award goes to... I didn't know if the mic could catch that. Oh. Franz. <laughs> That's a mess. I love it. Um, the Vibe to Vibes Award um, goes to our very own Jawan Howard, head coach of the University of Michigan men's basketball team. For his recruiting efforts, specifically. Like him and all his coaching staff as well. Yeah. That's so good true. Good job. Yeah. Good job, little guys. Um, <laughs> They're big. Good job, big big guy (laughs) can you give the last award i don't like know about it well like you were talking about like goat davis yes goat davis and a lot of us have been noticing like austin davis i'm pretty sure he's the the backup to john teske right now isn't he i think he is i feel like i haven't seen brandon johnson 10 years that's because brandon johnson's been starting because isaiah has like a boo-boo that's so true (laughs) so i don't know he's been like well, in terms of, like, his playing, he's had a lot more minutes than he's ever had, and he is definitely improving on all of his um, personal bests. Um, and he's also a fellow Moosei, so the Moosei Award goes to Austin Davis. Austin Davis is, like, I don't know what to make of this, because we had all just written him off. And, and now I'm very it's like, impressed. Yeah, he was getting no minutes last year. Like, no. literally, he was, like... Jawan Howard has, like... A fairy wand. It he was really like, does. Make you into an impactful big, in Austin Davis. Said, okay. Um, from a source, per a source that is. Um, Not me, is it? No. Okay. No, I would just be like per Harley. Uh, <laughs> um, like there were all these tweets of, about Goat Davis, so I like sent them to a source who sent them to Goat Davis, and he said, "Haha, cool." That's cool. Yeah. So just thought you guys. Oh, should know. do I know the source? Yeah, it's Undie. Oh. I want Did to you want to keep it a secret? No, I want to okay, guess. Okay, no, you can guess. No, you we'll we'll cut already, that. Now you can guess. Well, you already said it. Yeah, but you can still guess. Guess. Is it on me? Yes. Okay. <laughs> 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 uh, 
Oh, we're off our rockers. Okay. Other Michigan sports news. Um, there are a bunch of guys. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. What do they do? They play football. They play what? Yeah, sorry. What did I just say? I don't know. So there's this other sport. Well, there are a multitude of sports at the university. There's mm-hmm. another one that we don't know about. And a bunch of guys are either transferring or entering the NFL draft, the National what? Draft? League? Draft? And I don't know. We also are know. two of our best recruiters for that unknown sport, Anthony Campanelli, who was the linebacker's coach, and Chris Partridge, who was the safety's coach. Um, so I'm going to have to look up what a linebacker and what a safety is to determine the A linebacker the sport? is like if you have a line, oh, okay. like in advanced algebra 2. Oh, okay. And then you turn the paper over and that's the back okay cool and a safety is um if you're in danger okay cool yeah. got it okay so um it's an interesting sport <laughs> yeah. can't wait to see what it does oh you won't see it <laughs> so um they're both gone campanelli went to the dolphins and chris partridge went to Ole Miss, which is a whole ordeal but we won't get into that and then he, they're, he they're getting replaced by bob shoop who is a shoop. defensive coordinator at penn state and mississippi state so that's cool, but what we really want to talk about is out of all the players who are departing this Michigan football team, who are we personally going to miss the most? So, Hannah? Yes, Harley? How do you feel about having DPJ and Tariq Black leaving you at the same time? I'm so sad. <laughs> and everyone on Twitter, I got a couple, like, I tweeted, like, first of all, I tweeted that DPJ was the GOAT, and I got so many people responding, like, he's not actually the greatest of all time. And I'm like, no, like... Yeah, I know. <laughs> he wasn't even our leading receiver. But I, and I know that DBJ and Tariq, probably more so Tariq by a long shot, underperformed compared to what Michigan fans mm-hmm. were hoping out of them. And a lot of them are like, we still have Ronnie Bell and Nico Collins. Like, we're, we have our leading receiver and apparently our best receiver. So we shouldn't even be sad. But I am sad because I thought they were fun. And that's the only reason. <laughs> Not necessarily fun to watch on the field, but they just seemed fun. So I'm really sad that they're leaving. Tariq Black is transferring and Donovan Peoples-Jones is entering the draft. Who are you going to miss the most? That's it. <laughs> True Wilson. Honestly. I would say True Wilson, but honestly, it was like a really smart move on his part. Oh, yeah. Mostly because of the way Hassan Haskins like bloomed into a very pretty flower over the course of whatever <laughs> what um, season that was. And Zach Charbonnet was... He was, like, born as an immediate flower. Yes. As a true freshman, he was already a bloom flower. There's and a true an freshman and imme- a true Wilson. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> and then we're bringing song. in another one. And Chris Evans is coming back. Oh, so, G-G. true Wilson, while I will miss him and being, like, true for whatever sport I was watching, um, where I had to do that. When he, like, made a play. Um, I don't know what it was. But <laughs> now I have, like, a bunch of other ones to pay attention to. We have enough running backs to go around. Yeah. Um, but other than that, like, I... Yeah. We just love the receivers so much. So, like, having the, like, two that were, like, BFFs, like, leaving at the same time... I'm kind of glad that we're leaving with them because yeah, I don't want I don't want to know what it is to be a student at the University of Michigan and not see those two like holding hands on Saturday. Okay, so there are rumors that Tariq is transferring to Boston College, and I was like, "Do you think we'll like hang out?" 
And you, yeah, you guys should like be like pen pals. <laughs> I mean, we're in the same city. I can just drop it off at the post office. Yeah, <laughs> have them pick it up from there. I don't know how letters work. Okay, yeah, this is really off topic, but can I say something that I thought was funny? Okay, sure. Okay, so, like, one of my friends was, like, having boy problems. Hopefully she doesn't listen to this. <laughs> and, um, she was like, yeah, this guy is totally using me. Like, he didn't respond to my text for, like, three days. Then he he texted me asking me how to send a letter. That's very weird. I was and like, why? isn't that the most like Gen Z Google. thing you've ever heard? Just Google it. I know, just, like, I just thought it was stamp funny. on it, write the address, your return Boys address. Boys are so and dumb. Like, why do you have to text a lady? Maybe it was his excuse to text her, but in that Ooh, case, he could have just, like, You could have used responded. anything else. How do you sometime, send a letter? Sometime I'm going to text you and ask you how to... Wait, do you, know like, actually want to be pen pals? Yeah. I don't have stamps. Oh. Well, you can buy... I always, like, lose my stamps, and then I have to go buy more, and then I find them, and then I'm like, well, now I have a plethora of stamps, but I've currently... Can I buy them off of you? Don't know where they are. <laughs> I was I was thinking about this the other day. In the olden days, do you think people had stamps? Yes. Okay, anyways. We're leaving this tangent immediately. <laughs> um, Harley. Yes. Is it time? It's time. Okay, here's a segment that I'm really excited about, and that... It's like a secret, apparently. It's not on the outline. Uh-uh. Oh, yeah, because I wrote it in a Google Doc. And I didn't get to see. Um, but... I have really loved, like, all of the news that we've gotten about, like, the 2020 class in both the sport that we don't talk about anymore and in basketball. Um, so... I... Views from Stadium Boulevard would love to take their own spin on recruiting, um, but we call it Crib Corner because they're all babies. They are. They're and tiny little itty bitty. So babies. I'd like to welcome you to Crib Corner, your look into the cutest crib in college. Michigan basketball specifically. Sometimes the other sport, depending on the season, but we're in basketball season. Sure so, are. if you don't know anybody in the current 2020 recruiting class under Juwan Howard, um, we have, well, we've had our four stars, Zeb Jackson. Um, he's a guard since, like, about 2018. Even after John Beeline left, he stayed with us. Zeb Jackson, not John Beeline. <laughs> <laughs> John Beeline did not stay with us he did after not. he left. Um, and he's well, currently the only one. Um, with a signed letter of intent to come to Michigan. Um, the other ones have committed, but haven't signed anything yet. Um, Zeb's from Ohio, and he's number 61 in his class, and he's really excited to be at Michigan. Aww. I've seen him on, like, multiple of the players' stories, and he's, like, sleeping on their couch. I don't he's, know. He's cousins with Xavier. Yeah, it's cute and adorable. Mm-hmm. Um, and then next, the next one that came into the crib was our five-star forward, Isaiah Todd. Um, and he just kind of, like, immediately, like, changed our hearts as Michigan fans because we were really excited to see him because he is number 12 in the 2020 class, the highest one ever. However, the North Carolina native is, while he's committed to Michigan um, at the current moment, there's still like discussion whether he'll stay to play in the U.S. or if he'll go overseas to get money because it's all about getting the bag these days. You know how it is. I don't have a job, so I don't know. Well, uh, I'm going to get a job someday and be a bag man. I think you're, like, on your way to a bag man. I think I, like... You have, like, a job? 
I do have a job. It, <laughs> the money doesn't currently go Co- to it. Yeah. It's activities, but maybe soon it will. Well, like, I guess that's the concept. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, like I said, he's currently the highest-ranked recruit we've gotten. Um, He edged out Glenn, Glenn Robinson III. Um, obviously, he was part of the team that went on the 2013 National Championship run. Um, and he's, like, a starter for Golden State as long as, as well as I'm aware because all of them were injured for, like, five years. Um, but... Can we have two Isaiahs? Oh, they have to be like Isaiah T and Isaiah L. (laughs) Or, like, is there a law of Isaiahs and you can only have one Isaiah at one time? But hopefully we don't have zero Isaiahs, is all I'm saying. We we might have... There could be zero, there could be one, there could be two. There could be zero, there could be one, there could be one, there could be two. Like, and I don't know which one's the most likely. Yeah, exactly. But... That we have, like, a range of Isaiahs, but actually one is the most likely because there are two scenarios in which we could have only one Isaiah, mm-hmm. and there's only one scenario where we can have two Isaiahs, and there's only one scenario where we can have yeah, zero no. Isaiahs. Yeah. That's true. So we'll keep you posted on that. Um, sure will. <laughs> um, so following Isaiah, we had an early Christmas present, which was four-star Hunter Dickinson. Um, he's a seven-foot-two center. Um, so that would make John Teske finally, like, have another human being that he could, like, see at eye level, like, eye to eye, like, make eye contact with. Aww. Um, Do you think they but would? But to that, like, John Teske is leaving, so it doesn't really matter anyways. I, that makes me kind of uncomfortable imagine them just, like, standing and making eye they contact. They were the only ones that, like, could see at each other's, like, face, you know? Because I mean, I'm like, pretty sure, I, well, of course, like, John Teske used to look down on everybody. Yeah. He, no, we've seen him at the football games. Like, he's, like, <laughs> he's, no one else he's like, over three seven, feet taller than foot. the rest of the student section. So, like, maybe, like, they can, like, high five before, like, John Teske leaves. Um, but he's... <laughs> I like the idea that they just look at Hunter's each other. from, uh, Maryland. Um, he's number 34 in the 2020 class. Um, and if any of us were concerned about a big man taking over John Teske... Um, well, everyone's Fear been not. talking about that it's Joanne's specialty to develop these big men, and he could definitely make an immediate impact, so, um, a lot of people have him, like, as a predicted starter for 2020, if he signs a letter. Um, and a BFF with Hunter, I'm just assuming that this is accurate, because, um, he basically, like, set up the anticipation, anticipation, anticipation for this... <laughs> Um, recruits commitment video, and that was number 85 in the 2020 class, Terrence Williams, a D.C. native. Um, he was originally committed to Georgetown, but he decommitted because he must have fell in love with us. Aww, and... do you think he listened to the pod? <laughs> Maybe if he likes to. Um, <laughs> okay. But I have them predicted as a solid du- new duo that is coming to town, and I'm excited for it. Cute. Wait, why do you think they're friends? Because, like... Right before um, Terrence, like, posted his, like, where he was going, he, like, Hunter was, like, keep an eye out. Or, like, something. I can't remember. I bet they have a group chat. It was, like, probably, like, the side eye emoji or something. Wait, Um, recruits, if you're listening, you're not. But, like, if for some reason you are, (laughs) can you add us into the group chat? I think that'd be so funny. We wouldn't, we'd just be flies on the wall. We wouldn't say anything. Mm -hmm. So those four tots are currently hanging out in the crib wearing their Michigan stuff. Um, but there are still a few more friends that we're trying to get for them to hang out with. Um, uh, I don't have one... any <laughs> Yeah, well, <laughs> that's for another day. But one of them that's kind of interested in Michigan is Joshua Christopher. He's a five-star guard out of California, number 11 in the 2020 class. Um, if we can get him out of 
California, I'm pretty sure UCLA is the other one that he's looking at. It'd be nice. Uh, we definitely have a winter jacket lined up for him. Mm-hmm. Um, a few crystal ball predictions have put Michigan, but we're going to have to wait and see. Um, Juwan's own son, Jace Howard, um, is making his collegiate decision. I'm pretty sure that's within like 30 days or so. I can't remember if it's either end of January or in February. One of those two. So within that like 30 day span. Um, so of course, like maybe he wants to be part of like what his dad is building out here, or Aww. maybe he wants to go follow his own dreams. Whichever one will maybe support his him. dreams are in line with his father. Maybe, like but Troy. I think it would be really Not cool to be Troy. a part of like what Jawan's doing out here. Obviously, we are that's a part your of dad, <laughs> and like maybe you you want to be with him, or maybe you don't. But it's all up to you, Jace. Um, he's a three star forward, and he is 183 nationally. Um, and there's like one more and I call this in Echoes of the Fab Five, um, it's only symbolic to want a Texas kid, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that would be number eight, five-star forward, Greg Brown. Um, obviously, the University of Texas is leading the charge for the Cristobal predictions where um, this five-star forward wants to go. Um, but even just having him like interested in like Michigan on his radar is huge for future recruiting for Michigan basketball, and just in terms of, like, having, like, fever for this 2020 class. Um, but, yeah, I don't think he's made a decision yet. But Michigan is on his radar. Um, so if we can bring him up here, that'd be really cool. And it'd be pretty symbolic. I think. I agree. <laughs> partly. Um, so just to, like, cap it off, we have come in at number four nationally for our recruiting class. We follow the likes of Duke, Kentucky, and UNC, which if anyone follows college basketball, you know, like, those are, like, the blue bloods, like, all the big time, like, recruits and names want to go to these schools, and to have Michigan up there is insane, and the coolest thing ever, and I'm pretty sure I've told everybody about it, obviously, that makes us number one in the Big Ten, and I'm so excited to see what else happens. I'm so excited, I'm so excited! (laughs) And that's all from Crib Corner. That's that on that. (laughs) That's that on that. Um... (laughs) Yeah, well, I don't remember how we close out the podcast. We just say bye. Well, Iowa is on Friday, so we'll see how that goes. It's on the road. Big Ten basketball is difficult on the road this season, and we'll see you later. Bye. Bye. Yeah.